Well, hello, everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I got Philip Morley and Ramon Valdez here along with me today. Well, we always do the same thing. How are you guys doing? (laughs) (laughs) You're doing good, and then your energy just went. You're like, oh, it's this again. (laughs) There's that heavy sigh. I know. I was like, the love is gone. It must, it must be like coming on to our second year anniversary or something, huh? <laughs> Things so are good, good over here, considering. Yeah, yeah considering. All the, all the craziness, but uh, yeah. yeah, how are you guys doing? Wonderful. Wonderful, yeah. Uh, considering, considering the craziness, like you said, <laughs> but no, doing doing pretty well. It's nice to see that the weather is starting to warm up outside here in South Dakota. You know, it's just being trapped from the, you know, not only the you know the quarantine action but then also having it be like oh, cold man. and crappy it's just nice oh, right. having it start to start to get nice and be able to get outside and and uh do some things so anyway yeah. um shop wise though you guys doing stuff in the shop ramon you got the veneer work table going on and the other yeah. action you got going new jigs well i've been uh been a farmer for the last couple of weeks <laughs> nice. I hate that crap to be honest. Oh with you. really? Because I grew up with it and oh. I didn't like it then and nothing has changed. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. Fortunately, my oldest brother is retired and he's taking over the farm because my dad's my dad will be ninety two in June. So he's not doing much on it. Anyway, wow. so yeah. my brother's out there a lot and he actually likes it. So I go out there and help him when I can, but I'm not, you know. It's it's so mine. what what like what are you doing riding big equipment and stuff or yeah we there's so there's eighty acres and we do um, pasture we we lease pasture in the in the winter for horses you know people will keep their horses on our pasture okay. and then they we grow alfalfa alpha alpha and um, that's about it but this year we're doing a big garden for all the all the siblings oh, there's cool. there's six of us. <laughs> So it's going to be like, you know, a couple of acres of a garden. Man, that's <laughs> We used to go to these crazy big gardens when I was a kid, and, and it was like a big field. And you're like, wow, what is that? That's our garden. And that was just for us. We didn't we didn't really sell stuff. But anyway, so I've been out there a lot and um, trying not to go out there. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Helping out the family. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of nice so, that you guys are – so all your siblings are relatively close, huh? Like – yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. that's cool oh, all in the, so there's like three cities here bloomfield farmington and aztec and there's like they call them the tri-cities they're all small but we all live in this area san juan county and so yeah we can all go out there and man um, i'll tell you what pitch in i, so, I kind of miss and, and now's that. the time to be doing that you know what i mean yeah oh you do really i do <laughs> well carmen's grandparents had i feel like a thousand acres here in texas and and you know he he slowly got dementia and then you know he passed away and there was no one else to take over kind of like what you're saying like you grew up with it but Carmen's father really didn't grow up with it his dad came a farmer later on in life so there's no one to like oh interesting take over but man I used to love going up there with the kids and helping out and just just getting away from it all you know it it wouldn't have been so bad but it was it was just you know it's you know how a farm is it's a lot of work, a lot of work. and there's a lot of maintenance yeah. i mean we had cattle yeah and i raised pigs when i was little that we used to it's, sell it's and, hard work 
you know, after school, you change your clothes, and you go do that. And then, you know, early in the morning before you go to school, you got to go feed and water. And oh, I was like, yeah. okay. you know, summer vacation, all my friends were like, summer vacation. I was like, oh, God, I dreaded it. So <laughs> I could see that. that. That's a little different. To this, yeah. to this day, I have a lawn boy. I don't even want to cut my own grass. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway i'm uh i i feel kind of blessed because i have a little bit of time now and so i started on this dining room table for for us i made the chairs and i didn't realize i had made them in 2015 i felt like it was just a couple of years ago when i made those but i think i made those in 2015 or 2016 so we've been without a table are those the ones that have the marker tree in the back Yes. Oh, cool. It's been that long already. <laughs> wow. Jeez, that's crazy. So, there's actually 2015. This kind of a that's crazy. Crazy little pedestal that I put together, and I and we put this cardboard shape, shape in the you know a Rulo triangle, triangle shape as cardboard. We don't use it as a table, but it's just there, and because um, we eat in the kitchen at the at the island, but when we have guests over, we they're usually in the summer so we go outside on the patio so we haven't been able to use this table we have the chairs just no table so i finally got going on this table and for those that are listening a roilo or a rulo triangle is like a soft-sided equilateral triangle i love the shape it's just really cool and you'll see it here yeah, like in, a tri um, triangle with radius kind of radius sides right that's right right yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. kind of like a an arch like a roman mm -hmm. Gothic, yeah, big, yeah, like arch. a big fingernail. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, or like a guitar, a guitar pick. There you go. Right, that's a good. That's a good example. There you go. Yep. And um, so it's going to have marquetry in the center. Uh, this is something that my wife kind of envisioned and wanted me to put together. And so the six chairs have marquetry in the back, and each one has a a different branch for a different species. You know, like oak, elm, maple, yada yada. And then in the center of this table is going to have those same species that will match the chairs, oh, chairbacks. Cool. So uh, the challenge for me is that this rouleau triangle is five foot. And so in the center is going to be the marquetry. So I have to separate the marquetry panels from the table to, to cut those, right? And then put them back somehow. And then I'll separate, that separation will be um, depicted by a border. Does that make sense? So there'll sure. be another it's like ruler yeah. triangle in the middle, right, in right, the center right. of the table, so that you can do the that. marquetry. Yes, yeah. and then put it back. Yeah. So uh, I had to um, get a hold of Daryl Keel. Uh, that's um, who is that? Veneer Systems. Well, I have him in my phone, but he he's making me a custom bag that'll hold this five foot table because I have a four by eight bag for my oh, vacuum press, five feet. but needed something a little bit bigger. And I thought I need to get that ordered in case there's a wait time. Right. And, um, so nice. Yeah. And so the, the will, top... will you inlay that, that, so you do the marquetry, then will you inlay that into the rest of the table? Uh, there's different ways to do it. So each, so there's 24 segments to create this, entire rouleau triangle and the the way i came up with 24 is because that was determined by the width of my veneer so starbursts right. are kind of crazy when they're round that's you know yeah. you have all these segments yeah. and they could be 12 16 whatever but the very outside of that triangle or the widest part of the part of the triangle is dictated by the width of your veneer well with a rouleau triangle 
at the corners of the triangle, those pieces can get really wide, right? Right. And so what I did, instead of doing that around the perimeter, I don't know if this will make sense, but on the perimeter of the Rouleau triangle, I made each one of those segments the same width. So it made four different angles. <laughs> right. You just divided it up. Right. Equally. I stepped it out and made it equal on the perimeter. And, yeah. and then just joined it to the middle. That's right. So I'm going to have all these triangles and I need the marquetry panels in the center to coincide with these angles that are coming in. I want it to look like it's uninterrupted, except for uh, this little detail that separates them. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's uh, it's, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but I think I have it figured out or I could screw up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> just put some Formica over it. Might, it might just get smaller and smaller we'll see <laughs> so like, what happened to the table <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna need to put veneer the bottom and this is always interesting to me so when you see starburst tables uh you need to balance that substrate yep. somehow and so you'll see sometimes people will do a starburst on the bottom but maybe uh, wider pieces right. uh, or some you know other veneer that doesn't have to be the same species so i need to do that uh, figure that out and and the substrate I was thinking about just going with since it's a five foot table I really don't want to put seams in anything so I'm going to use Baltic birch maybe a couple of layers uh, something like that sure and then the perimeter will get a solid wood banding and then it'll it'll be like a waterfall except it'll be interrupted with this uh, chamfer all the way around the perimeter so that's nice that's where I'm at I bet none of that made any sense. <laughs> yeah, it lost me a long time ago, bro. <laughs> that made sense. Nice. And so how thick is the top going to be? Uh, about an inch and a sixteenth, inch and an eighth. Yeah, so you'll you'll just lay that up out of quarter-inch pieces or something, or half-inch, and I'm going to do uh, a five-eighths or a... Uh, yeah, five-eighths and a half-eighths. I always forget it. you can get five-eighths. That's just... not real common here. Yeah, I use a lot of five eighths. Well, the domino docks yeah, are all five eighths, so I yeah, I, no, I, I yeah. buy you know five or ten at a time of that. That's and, nice. Um, so you know, uh, use some epoxy in between just to keep it as rigid as possible. Make sure the vacuum platform, vacuum bag platform, is nice and flat. Five right. five foot gets pretty pretty big. You know what I mean? It's um, easy to yeah, man. Those I got those five warp. foot sheets of baltic birch and this thing had such a warp on it it was ridiculous mm. but so. yeah gluing up multiple sheets to a nice flat surface the crazy thing about a starburst pattern is that you end up with a lot of waste so yeah about half you get half the yield because if you're cutting a triangle the two little offcuts off each side of that triangle would equal what your you know what your right. section is your little um pizza pie slices so but slap that slap it underneath <laughs> maybe a mosaic underneath do some mosaic <laughs> there'll be a, a 48 segment starburst underneath yeah with then what you do with that drop. <laughs> it's like a non never ending that's that's why you see starburst patterns with a motif in the middle is because they had a problem getting all those points to right, line up. Yeah. Right, man. I've, I've <laughs> somebody I, came up with that. I've idea, done that. Right? <laughs> oh, I've done yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. They're tricky to see. I mean, this one for. I mean, it, it would actually be easier for me to join twenty-four points in the center 
than it is for me to incorporate this marquetry in the center, but I'll figure it out. Right, right. But the marquetry in the center will um, eliminate having me to line up all those points because each stem, six stems will come together in the center. And so I won't yeah. have all those crazy points in the middle, but yeah. Yeah, how, how you, and talk about your little jiggy, how you're oh, it. Uh, yeah, so. And figuring the angle out. Since too, I had different cool. angles, so if you divide a circle or even a rouleau triangle by six, you end up with these 30 degree angles. Well, within each 30 degree angle, I had four different angles. I had 17 and a quarter, 16 and a quarter, 14 and a quarter, and 12 and a quarter angles. And I didn't really care about the angle, but I needed to take each individual right. pizza slice, which was a different angle, to my saw, my table saw, my veneer sled to cut those. So I just made this hinged set of uh, two pieces of wood hinged with a little tab that locks them together. And I could copy that angle then take that over to the veneer sled and set up my veneers on that with the kerf on this veneer sled to cut the pieces. And the veneer sled, I love that thing. I actually like using that better than, yeah. um, than slider. My, my, my slider because it works so well. It works better. It some reason, I, I did the same thing when we worked in Florida doing veneer and we had a similar setup oh, and we had a slider right? too. And you guys had a, it, a sled of some sort? Yeah, sled. Um, and it had like a hinge door on it, and you would drop it down, and that would be your zero clearance, so it never moved. Mm. Um, but it 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 cut better than our slider did. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. but I don't either. Um, but essentially, this veneer sled just runs on a straight edge that's parallel with the saw blade. The sled sits on that, and you just, you know, the the saw blade sticks up just slightly past your top veneer. I was cutting six veneers at once and another piece on top to a sacrificial piece on top, just to hold everything down and keep the top from splintering, which would probably wouldn't be a problem, but really just to hold everything down, um, sandpaper on the sled. So it would have some good traction and run that through there. And the the tips come out perfect. And I'm working with Wenge, which is, you know, is a slippery, slippery, freaking stuff slivery i want to yeah. point out the sandpaper is not on the underside of the sled. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with this thing <laughs> you're gonna have a bunch of people out oh, trying to make your sled i did the sandpaper thing <laughs> doesn't slide with the crap yeah i actually put the sandpaper on the sled and then i used a crappy blade and cut through the whole thing to oh, create yeah. the saw curve and the sandpaper right up to the edge. Yeah, so you cut um, through the sandpaper. Right. Yeah, there was an article in Fine Woodworking where they talked about something similar to that, and they're saying, yeah, that a lot of people were complaining or you know writing to the editor saying that's probably not good for your blade, and we feel like that's not going to hurt it that much. To me, that would be like you know blasphemy. I'm like, I would never cut through sandpaper with my good blades. <laughs> you know, man, so I did. I, I did something really stupid and, and it totally screwed my it was amazing how quick it screwed up the blades on my jointer but I was doing some small veneers and a lot of times I'll stack them together you know like just book match them back together and I'll put it up against the jointer fence and I'll have a block of wood that oh, was yeah. like a you know pretty thick <laughs> that I put up against it to keep it flat because you know if you if you don't keep that pressure okay, even like, you're going to get these I weird. I got an idea where this is going. And <laughs> I had sandpaper on it, right? 
and I kept the sandpaper up from the edge, thinking by the time I get to it, I'm done. And I just forgot, and I kept going. <laughs> and the next time I went, ran something across my joiner, I was like, what the? F-? I just sharpened those knives too, and it's like a nick just straight down. And I was like, oh, like two, two perfect lines. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was Even, yeah, it's like, like, a, yeah. like a veneer space away from each other. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, son of a yeah. That's a good way to shoot the edges. Um, yeah, just hold yeah. your sandpaper up higher, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. just, just oh, don't put the sandpaper. I was, I, I can't remember why I put it. You it's put it so yeah, you can make a post remote. and say gription yeah. on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, page. I want to use hashtag gription <laughs> with a but, muscle but the, man. I've, I've actually made videos where I was so worried about making the video that I screwed up what I was what I was doing just for Instagram. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, pay attention. Sacrifice for Instagram. <laughs> but the big thing with that is, is that you've got to you've got to have that stuff compressed when you do that. It can't yeah. be. It can't I mean, be that the, you just have veneers on top of the sled and you're running them, run them across because they got to be. No, they got to be compressed. I actually had this big chunk of metal that this dude, my buddy, gave me. I, it's like two and a half inches, big old chunk of metal. I don't even know what it's for, but it's a great weight. And I put that at the very front, and then, you know, toward the user where I'm standing, I can push that end down, and you sandwich, you compress that those those layers of veneer yeah. down, like you said. And you cut through them, and they're all taped together so they don't yep. shift while they're getting cut. And when you look at that edge, it looks like a solid. Oh, it's piece amazing! Of wood, and they are just beautiful. And yeah. Crisp. So we did the hinge yeah. and then toggle clamps. And so you. Oh, so the hinge is what helped. Yeah. So you it, drop this right? door and down, then and then you toggled it, and then it compressed it. Oh, but you I can only that. do maybe do a couple of veneers. Eight. Right? Or so. No, it was, we made it thick enough. Oh, where you could do okay. like eight or something like that. Um, and then because because a lot of times what we would do is we would actually just use a piece of quarter inch MDF and we would just tape each individual seam and then mm. cut it but you would waste in so much MDF because you do that every time and move the fence in it worked fantastic yeah. so I made that jig for this company where I worked at but you were, you were limited in the length it, I think we could only get I mean you could make a bigger one I guess but we it was about three feet or four feet long um, and, and it worked. It worked really well, and it referenced off the um, the T track, and then we had a straight edge on the fence. So, it, you know, as it got out towards the end, it started coming out of the T track. It stayed true, but you always got that zero clearance because it always yeah. went back to the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how good an edge you get from that. Yeah, when I made mine, I set it up to drill a hole through my straight edge into my cast iron oh, top nice. and then threaded that so it goes back every single time. every time that's sweet then i line up you know then that then the straight edge is able to move back and forth on the on the opposite end and i line that by bringing the fence oh, up to it which cool. is parallel with my blade and then clamp the opposite end of the yeah straight you edge. did it. So you did an it's in the same place you did an instagram post on that so if, if so I, I did people but, are confused so this will be this will be in my uh <laughs> little plug here this will be in my upcoming tricks of the trade book cool um, trade it's probably called the veneer Dang, right. but it's just so, hand, hand, yeah love handy that, dandy yeah man Right on. So, moving on. Still, <laughs> you've got you've been doing what YouTube? 
Yeah. Are you doing anything else other just, than YouTube? Just, just um, not what I need to be doing, but I kind of have to do it. Um, why don't you explain why why oh, you did YouTube? That probably yeah, a good place so, to start. Uh, I mean, I have a YouTube channel, but I really don't do much with it. It started a while back. A buddy of mine was doing it, and I honestly, it's just a lot of time. It takes a lot of time um, and skills that I really don't have to do YouTube. Um, but because mm-hmm. of this, this whole you know covid the coronavirus thing um i can't finish out the semester with the austin not austin school of furniture sorry can't do that either but the uh the sorry blanking out austin community college school so the community college and so to they basically reached out to us and said you need to take your class and put it online which is kind of ridiculous because it's a woodshop class so this is what I came up with, me, my mentor, Michael, and a few other people are putting up videos on YouTube, finishing out the project. And so I decided, really, my wife was like, just use it as an opportunity to make some you know, YouTube videos. You're going to make this, this beautiful cabinet, have plans for it to sell uh, to other people. Your students can benefit, obviously, from this. I continue getting paid uh, because I'm still teaching. Um, so it's out well, and it's been a lot of fun and once it's finished too and this is a small wall cabinet that will hang you know on the wall um we're going to auction it off and 100 percent of the proceeds is going to go to a local charity here that's um that's that's always around you know before all this stuff that's mm-hmm. happening they're always helping out the homeless um feeding them and doing all kinds of amazing things uh so uh, mo- mobile loaves and fishes so we're going to do some type of raffle on Instagram. I'm not sure how it's going to work out. You buy a ticket. I wanted it to be, instead of doing it almost like an auction piece, I wanted it to where no matter how much money you have, like if you can afford a $30 raffle ticket, you have the opportunity to own this piece. So people that may not be able to own a piece of mine have the opportunity to own a piece. You know, does that make sense? Um, so I, sure. I think that's, I've done that in the past for a different piece I did and it, I think that works out well um, so been doing that um, it was actually going really well that and rocking shares um, at the same time and getting better at editing videos um, you know they're not the best quality but but they work it's a little more in depth than what I usually would do because it's an actual I'm trying to do it as a class but then I went ahead and had <laughs> Uh, a little dilemma with my with my shaper not being able to get the damn shaper head out getting the spindle out you're talking about you're talking about the actual, actual, actual shaper, shaper yeah not shaper <laughs> i know it's so confusing not shaper origin the inch and a quarter spindle not <laughs> i finally got it loose but in the meantime you know i, I asked on instagram you know hey just want to know if i'm am i doing something wrong and i wasn't i was doing it the right way it's just it was seized up um it was Super unbelievable like i put a cheetah bar four feet long on that thing i nearly, I nearly went through the window once it released um and i was thinking i was gonna break <laughs> something you know and um this this guy that follows me and I, he's here locally he's a, a furniture maker really nice guy james um and he was like hey you know you need a new shaper so he set me down this path which worked out really well uh to get a a, a shaper a standalone shaper that i've been wanting anyway um but then that spurred me mm. on to 
I have to make more room in my shop. And I know if Leslie's listening to this, she already texted me. She's like, you've got problems. Um, I see that you bought another machine. <laughs> and um, so basically my shop is a wreck for the last three days. I haven't done anything but organize my shop. Um, but I think it's going to be really good. You know, I moved into this shop and I basically tossed everything in cabinets and in drawers and nothing was organized. So Just I could, so get, could going, get going. Right? And so now I'm like, you know what? Let's start figuring out where things go and what I need to use and what I don't need and give, you know, give stuff away to, to people that might better benefit from, from this particular thing I haven't touched in 10 years. And, and so that, that's been really good. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I doing the YouTube videos, finishing up, you know, well, finishing up a, pro, a different project and basically starting uh, three or four, four rocking chairs. Um, yeah, so that's nice. that's kind of nice. And I've been holding out some of the shaping because I really want to use a big shaper uh, to do some of these, these you know, flush trimming parts. And so that's kind of why I, I held out um, until I, I got this shaper. So I, I'm happy. Will you be using yeah, both I will, shapers? Well, cause, well, actually, they both tilt. But I will, uh, it's just depending. Uh, you know, I always like having the option but as many people know with combination machines few people asked me you know do i regret getting a combo machine and no but i also didn't pay the 20 grand that this machine cost you know i it, it was a good a good deal good timing um so i don't re yeah there's, yeah, there's more factors than, than yeah than... like you know do i regret it no i don't regret it it's a great machine uh but as many people and the hesitation with combo machines is if you set up the shaper, you can't use the table saw. Um, right. You know, you can use the, the joiner and planer, but you can't use the table saw. Uh, so having a standalone shaper is obviously really nice. And it was, again, it was one of these things that this was just a good opportunity that uh, we did a little trade and it worked out for both of us. Um, I don't have the money to be buying new machines right now. So it, it just worked out well. So I'll use both depending on what, mm. what I'm doing, but it's a yeah. standard standalone machines oh. are always oh, yeah. optimal. Always. I, would, I would say, but cause you, that's a question if you, you have always room. hear, but if, if you have you the know, space, it's like, if you have budget, room, it's yeah. absolutely. And you know, these standalone machines well, are not it, cheap either. I mean, the uh, it's also a combo it, machines are not cheap. And it's a way for you to get a slider. You yes. got a slider, and you had a, and you got, and you got a bigger yeah. joiner. I got a six-inch joiner, planer, and a slider. Mm -hmm. It's it, the the shaper was just another like, oh, that's nice, and I've used it. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of a bonus. It's a bonus. Have you have you utilized the? I'm sure you've utilized the slider part with. Yeah, I have the, the shaper. I have the smaller Does that ever... uh, sliding arm that goes on there that works really well with the shaper. Um, you know, so there's just different mm -hmm. things, and and they both tilt, which is really nice. Which is odd. Why is that odd? <laughs> well, it's odd that they that you oh, have two shapers yeah, that know. tilt. Yeah, that's not oh. something that's normal. <laughs> normally, shapers that's normally shapers common, don't tilt, and you've got two shapers, and no, they yeah, both and they tilt. tilt in the opposite directions. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm teasing. That's teasing. <laughs> <laughs> But it is really nice. This, so this other shaper, because I had a choice of a few different ones, and it's it's ridiculous how much that almost kept me up at night. Because I was like, did I make the right decision? And I, a gentleman, I forgot his name. <laughs> someone told me like, hey, reach out to this guy. 
on Instagram and he does a lot of old vintage machines. I, I, I wasn't aware of this person. I started following him and I honestly, I can't remember his name at all, um, but very knowledgeable what he does. And I DM'd him about this machine and, and he kind of put my mind at ease. He was pretty much like, you know, the, the other machines you can get are not an upgrade to this machine. And this machine has better this and better that. So it worked out well. So I'm 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 happy. But it's the the brand is Cinco. I've never heard of I've seen it, but it's owned by How do you spell S- it? S E C O. So yeah, so S E C O. So Seco Seco. Yeah, I I don't know how to say it. But it, it's owned by like another company now, like Hoffel or so I I don't even know. Okay. K K But you're looking <laughs> You're looking, you're looking for a bigger spindle for it. Right? I am, but if you can get it. Like this guy that I was talking to, he's basically like, you know, you're not going to get a taller spindle. So like for that big, that big color I have, it's just not going to work on this. But uh, um, you know, we the son, you know that Instagram account, he reached mm-hmm. out and yeah. he he basically was like, you can get a two inch tall helical cutter, and that's probably you know do you need anything bigger than that? I'm like, no, I don't. So I'm going to get the two inch bird that will work on that. And it's a three quarter spindle. So I can shim or inch and a quarter if I need to, or one or one inch. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, so that's, it's, it's good. It works mm-hmm. out. Um, I've, I've already set it up. I've got like a two inch, you know, two and five eighth big old flush trim bit in there right now, just straight knife. And man, it's, it's pretty sweet having that heft. It's the cut quality is amazing. I was messing right. with it, using that it as larger... a joiner too, which I've never bothered screwing around with. It actually works really well. Sure. Are you offsetting yeah, yeah, fences? Yeah, the fence offsets. Yeah. yeah. And it's Absolutely. a nice fence. So you can just have that have that thing straight down on the table and you're getting 90 yeah, degrees it's, it's off of cool. that. And, you know, just stuff like, you know, being able to do where it's just weird things, like having to be able to tilt that straight cutter and then going into the cut and then stopping and then like going forward and then plunging back in and cutting and it leaves this really cool like where it bevels out of the surface and then goes back to 90 and I I did that on a table base and the way I did it was with shims and it was pretty sketchy but it's like having the option of being able to tilt the the arbor is pretty freaking nice Mm. oh yeah I'm I'm sure of it Tilting yeah, shaper. I've got two. I've got two, bro. Mm-hmm. But you have a huge shop, so <laughs> with with opposite tilts, with opposite tilts, so tilt tilt front, harder. back, and left and right. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not meant to do that? No. Um, oh, I made a brush. That was super was cool. Lot. You and uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. That was like, wasn't that, was Beautiful. that Golan? Was that Aspen yeah. that started She's, that whole well, yeah, fiasco? Yeah, I so. she, <laughs> I think she, she basically really called cool. people out. Um, it, so she, so Aspen Golan, who we had on her, um, amazing, just craftsperson, um, artist, you know, really. So she did a, a series like in her stories about making a brush. And I mean, she is so freaking talented. It's ridiculous. Like she's, She's kind of like, it's almost like an animation. She's showing, like, drawing it and sketching it. And you, you read it as she's writing. You read it along the instructions. And it's just, it was so cool. And I asked her, I was like, is there any way I can share that to my stories? And and she, little did I know, the only way you, you 
can share is if you've been tagged. And and so she posted it and tagged me and was like, you know, kind of called me out. Okay, Phil, let's see what brush you come up with now. I'm like, dadgummit, I don't want to make a brush. I just thought it was really cool, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, you see these brushes that they're doing, they're super artistic and stuff. And and I was kind of thinking like, how would what would a brush look like if I did it? And I and I just moved on with, you know, work and stuff. And then I was moving some brass around and I was like, man, that would be super cool to make like a brush that has a little case and, you know, like inlay and stuff. So it, it was fun. You know, it took like two hours, super fun. Uh so yeah, go make a brush. You it's it's two pretty, hours? honestly it's pretty simple with the shape of origin. <laughs> <laughs> man it was so cool oh, oh you dude, just pushed like, a couple of buttons I didn't right? draw it I drew it in house like in the machine itself I didn't even do a test I just freaking went for it and I was like that's why I didn't that's why I didn't show any like that's pictures awesome. of doing it because I just like you know what I just want to try this concept I made the little tenons I made the little inlays and I just freaking did it and it all just worked out I was like dang that's fucking cool so, <laughs> absolutely so, yeah now you got now you got yourself a got little brush. brush you know it's funny isn't it isn't it amazing like how all materials move so i just picked it up just now so i had this perfect friction fit you know you had to like it would pop when you took it out and now it's loose oh the wood to the, the, metal, the wood to the yeah, brass the brass you know yeah. isn't that crazy it's like it just blows Blows my mind. Yeah, and, noise, probably, and, and probably later this summer you won't be able to give it. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it got cooler <laughs> today. So yeah, when right. you when yeah. you need it. <laughs> but it, it was fun. I did like the mother of Paul inlay, and then I and then it, it, some reason the brush fitted better one way than the other, and so I was like, okay, so that's the way it needs to go. Oh, because when I cut the brass, um, and then I I when they go back together, I I went to the sander and I probably wasn't true 90 but I I referenced from the opposite faces anyhow they went back together better one way than the other and so I was like okay so I need to somehow make sure that's how you yeah and so Put I was an like index I put another piece of pool in that sucker it was, it was so much fun my wife comes in I gave you like, that. what are you doing gave you that. <laughs> what are you doing I actually asked her I was like hey so you need to get to work cool if I because you like get the kids or read you know books or whatever I was like I've just I said I feel like a little fire underneath me and I, it's been a while since I felt that way you know and, and I she was like yeah man just have at it so it was a lot of fun to just feel really motivated to have an idea and go after it and sometimes you know, it's probably not true for everyone, but I know I'm not alone. Sometimes when you're doing this full time as a living, uh, those, those those moments come and go. Um, you know, so once you're feeling it, you know, mm -hmm. you're just totally feeling creative and like in in the moment, freaking run with it. You know, yeah, it's so nice just to keep going with it. It's so hard to let go of yeah. that and know know that that fire can easily go yes. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But, sure. So it was cool, you know. And what, what I thought Super was really cool. fun is I posted it and said, "Hey, guess what this is?" And it took it was probably like a hundred and something comments until someone got it. Um, yeah, so they, I got sent a t-shirt oh, out right? for them. But man, some of the things people were saying, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, this is gonna be a disappointment when I tell you what it is. <laughs> 
It was all, oh, yeah. all James <laughs> Bond. Some really cool stuff. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to tell you now. Yeah, there was. And then there was some questionable. That is there true was about some, the there creativity. Was some, there was some questionable things. Oh, there was some questionable things. Were... things. I was like, oh, my God. We can't even say it on the podcast. And for some reason, a lot of people think I smoke weed. Oh, I suppose. Because, yeah. I mean, it was like the amount of drugs yeah, look... or something people thought it was for. I was like, what sure. the heck? Looks, looks like a little dugout. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> What the dog out? Oh man! Oh, and, yeah. And that creativity aspect is is interesting. Like this this table, you know, I have some time to get started on this. I'm like, this is actually a a big project right. with everything that's involved, and I don't know how long I can work right, on this before right. I have to get back on other stuff. And uh, so, you know, typically I wouldn't start on the table top i would do the base first and do the tabletop last because you know right. you don't want that sitting around in your shop getting banged or something which is exactly what happened to no, a desk no. i made once um I, I banged it with a pipe clamp but um so i thought now that i have a little bit of momentum i'm gonna tackle yeah really which is the hardest part and that's gonna take more time and while i'm charged and in this you know realm yeah no I'm that makes sense kind of so. It's, it's, yeah, it feels right, good right. to have that time and that and that feeling and yep. that, yeah, yeah, energy. You know, it's it's so, uh very cool. Yeah, sometimes it's it's tough, you know, like when you're coming in every day and you're kind of at the grind, and it's like, yeah, I love what I do for the most part, but it's still it is work, um, and some days I I like better than others, but it's not always creative, like you know just feeling it and so when you do it's it's nice to just run with it and this was cool because it was a small project it's yeah. like a few hours and i'm done and then i can move back on with, with my other work <laughs> that seems like wow really you know how it is right you're like oh two hours, hours. <laughs> my wife would probably be like dude you were there for like eight hours what are you talking about <laughs> so so when i make these to sell they actually took 20 hours a piece okay <laughs> Yeah, you can be like, why do they cost yeah, so right? much? It only took you two it hours. Was pretty, it was pretty. It was pretty quick. Um, yeah, so so kind of fun. How about you? Yeah, cool, cool little project, Ben. Well, before we get into that, we want to do. Do you guys want to do sponsorship thing? Yeah, we probably should. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably should. Yeah. So yeah, this uh, this episode of Woodworkers Podcast is sponsored by Panto Router. The Panto Router is a woodworking machine slash jig designed to make your most creative joinery fast, accurate, and fun. Setup is quick and easy for mortise and tenon, box joints, and dovetails. You can go from setup to glue up in just minutes. Angles are a piece of cake, and even compound, compound angles like the crest rail for chairs take only a few minutes to lay out, set up, and cut. Furniture makers who don't want the creativity to be limited by the joinery tools in their shop love the Panto Router's versatility and ease of operation. Please visit Pantorouter online at pantorouter.com to watch videos and learn how others are using their Pantorouters in very creative ways. Also, be sure to check out their special offers where they announce their latest sales and specials. That's pantorouter.com. Yeah. Fantastic cool machines, machines, right? I, I love, I love oh, when yeah. I get the chance yeah. to use mine. I've I love the fact that I got a new little cabinet for mine. You know, Jeez. man, you know what's <laughs> funny? That's right. You're bringing that up because I'm cleaning my shop. And the part of the reason was is I want to have the printer out of 
more prominent where I can kind of get to it easier, pull it out. And, you know, I showed you, Ben, like I've just shoved it on top of this cart and I've got all the crap all over it and stuff. So I was like, I need to make a little cabinet like Ben's. And then I went on to uh, uh, Lowe's and I was like, let me see what kind of tool carts they have. I was like, shoot, 130 bucks. I can't build something for that. So my wife just went, we ordered it and they bring it out, you know, they, they, curbside or whatever okay and so she sure. she went and bought that so i know it's not going to be like the nicest it's like a craftsman probably not the nicest it was on sale but i figured it's a lot better than what i have and it has drawers um so you can have all the the stuff for the printer rattle right there so i'm, I'm kind of excited yeah that's, that's cool true. that's cool yeah i saw ben's and i uh i drew a a simple thing in SketchUp to count. make one, it's but I just haven't started. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> you make you drew it in SketchUp. It's not the same, it's not the same bro. Okay. <laughs> I could have probably drawn it faster by hand. Actually, I know, I right? Need to draw. Yeah, you're, you're just having too much fun with SketchUp. But I'm um, I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to fine tune. Well, it's really not even fine tuning. I'm trying to learn SketchUp, but it looks like you're doing I'm getting awesome, better, dude. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a lot. It's uh, it's, I'm having fun I'm getting some some plans made um that are going on my website soon but um yeah it's it's uh what the cool thing about sketchup is when you get stumped you just you know type the question in and you'll you'll find an answer Um, some cool that's some cool yeah cool stuff i i had a good background when i took the uh beginner and intermediate classes online from austin that was austin Austin School of Woodworking when they offered those yeah, Austin School of Furniture, yeah. remember that? Yeah, that was because without that, I mean, yeah, I probably it's nice to have something to just help you start. Um, with, with that cabinet, mm-hmm. did your son make no. that, Ben? So it was like a joint project nice. because he's because you know school's out, um, and he was taking a he was taking an intro to cabinetry. Oh, he was, cool. he's a fre- he's a freshman in high school, so they were requiring or they were asking the kids to like find an old piece of woodwork furniture and like sand it up or like refinish it. And, and cause you know, the, the poor shop teachers in this, in this situation of like, he's got to have, he's got to come up with something for the kids to do. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, we're not, we're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> we can, we can do something. Um, he can come in and, and cause he helped me, like set the panorouter up when we first got yeah. it and he's he's played around with it a little bit you know and and i needed a cabinet for it and i was like well this would be a good a good lesson in you know just you, you need something so make it here you know you don't need you don't have to buy plans or right. anything like that you don't that. have to go you to just, lowe's and get a metal you don't, you don't have to go to, you don't have to go to the <laughs> time store is money buy bro. something you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we just we just made it out of melamine i had ordered in some gray melamine from the from the local store and we got some edge banding and just made this simple cabinet i ended up making the making the drawers out of um out of part particle <laughs> board that board. was the yeah those were the uh the call sheets you know that that came around that melamine when it was shipped here oh, yeah, you know because right. there's always a, a sheet on the top and bottom of that stuff to protect it in shipment and it's like well you get so you got so we get two Three quarter inch sheets of particle board. It's like, well, those will make drawers. Nice. <laughs> so we it's just we just made those right? and put the <laughs> right, and we and we used the cheap roller 
guides, you know, the cheapest ones that you can get. Yeah, you said those were fancy. Um, they were. They are fancy. They're white. <laughs> They're white. Fancy. <laughs> They're epoxy coated. Come so, on. That's right. They work. Hey, and in the shop, those were yeah, those, those were those great. Are... They make for easy. You can take the drawer out easy. Put the drawer back in easy. It even locks um, in uh, open position if you need to. Right. <laughs> those little tabs <laughs> so, on the bottom. Yeah, it worked. They worked really good, and it's so nice to have that have the pan around yeah. like on a little dedicated cabinet and like all the stuff in the drawers, everything's there. So I don't know. It was a probably like your YouTube video, Phil, it killed a couple of birds. Right. Right. Um, right. You know, yeah, it's like, absolutely. Well, satisfied, satisfied things for my, my son's shop class. Yeah. Make, make um, the best yeah. out of kind of a shit situation, you know? And, right. Right. Yeah. My, my son got to come down and we, we you know hung out in the shop cool. and worked in the shop for a couple of days and that's really uh, cool yeah yeah it works works nice. really so now you organized really well. you know it, it's it's funny you just don't make time that, to do that kind that of little stuff, spot you know yeah well, that, that's what I was gonna that say that one little, little spot, yeah. one little spot in the shop but that you know that's, that's that's yeah that's what you have to do every now and then it's probably every like six or eight months i try to redo the shop a little bit but to make time to make carts like that you know I, I want to do one for my planer and have everything that's related to the planer everything related to my table saw my router table like have it all right there instead i'm like where the hell did i put that and i'm spending two right. minutes it's crazy when you're using something that's set up and organized you're like man i love how efficient this is yeah but yeah feel some stuff too. just is is not yeah. organized so i bet ramon's <laughs> shop's pretty organized <laughs> Just when I'm shooting for an Instagram post, <laughs> I, I, I clear everything out behind it. <laughs> everything behind it. Makes it. Everything just constantly keeps moving behind right. the phone. All right. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got, you're like up against a wall. <laughs> and so what else you got going on, Ben? I mean, I, well, I the L fence has been the, the L fence is the, is the big thing that I've been been working on i think i finally got that thing el tomato so i've kind of been the el tomato el tomato <laughs> el tomato <laughs> you confuse I, the I, shit out of people <laughs> i started i started with that that fence and I, I i did that post just to show that i was doing you know i was doing like a small little batch run because right. i had, had got the had dialed in the prototype you know this is what i want now i'm going to try to do a little batch and then I wanted to show it on Instagram and I was trying to come up with a name for the dumb thing, you know, cause it's L fence, you know, it's, but something that makes it, you know, uh, kind of your own, what have you. So what I originally came up with, which, which was, a, a, I wasn't real happy with the name was, was L like the letter L and then to So it's like, like ultimate, you know, but L to And it's just like, man, I don't like terms. <laughs> like that <laughs> ultimate greatest you know it's those are all like magazine and youtube terms it <laughs> seems like you know like to to, to catch your eye or what happened. right um but every time i would every mind. time i would <laughs> every time i would spell it out it would auto correct to l tomato <laughs> instead of l to mit because t-i-m-a-t is not a word so it would it would oh you mean auto correct it l tomato to tomato and i figured well might as well just go with that that sounds better <laughs> <laughs> so we're calling it the el tomato the el tomato l fence is going to be the uh 
the name for the thing. And yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, it, it works really well. I sent, you know, Phil, I sent you one and Ramon, yeah. you, you've got one. Uh, it's um, nice. no, I don't not, I've not seen it. What? <laughs> what? I, I, got, I got two. <laughs> oh, you got mine. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. The, the, the design is, is, um, is way better than what I, what I've used. In the very past. small we, design, we we had we had one that I had made when I worked at the shop in town, and we used it a lot for um, these like triangle shapes, right? And um, but we we screwed it through through the unifence in, into the upright part, and so the way yours is made that you know attaches with the micro jig and the dovetail slots it's freaking awesome the, mat, yeah, I, the micro jig mat, match fit clamps match fit yeah so i'm i'm excited to see where this thing goes it um you better yeah, be careful like yeah. because you could be just doing this full time <laughs> <laughs> right well at least at least it'd be it'd be, it'd be some time you know be, you know right now any time is right. you know, can't be can't be turning any any work down these days i like so. the, the plywood you used i've never seen that stuff before yeah that's i mean i i make pretty much all of my jigs out of that it's that mdo plywood that's really cool. uh, medium medium density overlay plywood that stuff is fabulous for jigs it's it what do they it use that wear... for science they make it industry for... yeah uh, exterior signs has an exterior so glue wow. and they could they could it's, paint on it well back when they used yeah. paint i don't know what they use now right uh, but it's a lot of vinyl overlays but um so that but it's that, smooth that's pretty cool it but it's like it's it's a paper it so it's like a craft paper face right. but that paper is impregnated with phenolic wow. you know so that it's incredibly durable um and it you know, it's really clean cutting. So you don't, you know, it's because there's not, there's not wood grain yeah, faces yeah. to right, the stuff. Right. So you don't end up with, you know, um, getting fuzz or tear out on yeah. cross grain. Now I've heard of it. I've just uh, never, I've never seen it in person. It's pretty freaking, yeah, I wish works. I could get that where I live. Yeah, it works wonderfully, especially for, for jigs. It yeah. works so nice because you can, you can have something that, that rubs on a tabletop or right. whatever and it and it wears like i suppose it wears like laminate yeah yeah, yeah. you know but but it, you no you're not as but small, you don't but oh maybe i don't know mm. it works it's pretty darn i like how clean it good. is yeah it's, it's like clean. The fact yeah it's super clean, clean looking you know yeah um, and like yeah it, it, it's, it's a nice. big it, no splintering when you're cross cutting it or doesn't matter right. which way you cut it which right. direction you cut yeah. it it's smooth clean so yeah, it's how many of these real you nice got stuff. ready to go well i ended up making this first batch um and there was like mm, i think there was like 12 of them the first batch um but i've got i've got material coming that'll be coming here this next week so i got i ordered 10 sheets of <laughs> of mdo mdo ply to be able to cut up because if if i don't you know if it takes off great i'll, I'll it'll all go into making those Right. um elephants if not it's you know i use it i was out it. i i used all the all the material i had right. in the shop so i figured well i might as well just get enough to is, if i'm gonna get it in get it in is that what you use what what did you use for a substrate for your recent table i used um 
I used Baltic birch. I used a five eighths inch piece of Baltic birch, and then I used two half inch pieces of that MDO. Okay. On each side. Okay. Of it, and then veneered oh, so that. You, it you came out half inch. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the veneer. So that way, the, I, I came, the veneer layers were going onto the MDO. Yeah, they glued onto yeah, the. Yeah, so that's a good, nice flat substrate. Right. It's like it's like the. Um, I, I suppose it would be similar to the. Um, What's the combi core? Oh yeah, the combi core, you know, where, it, where it's core, where it's got it where it's got a got a plywood core and then a and then a thin layer of MDF on yeah. each one and then you veneer to that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. This is somewhat similar to that in that it's got you know it's got the thicker layers of veneers, the thicker layers of fur right. veneer, like like a plywood, like a combi core ply, mm -hmm. and then and then it has a thin layer of I'm not sure what veneers underneath there if it's a poplar or there's like a 16th inch thick wood veneer that's also that phenolic and that paper goes on that last layer of veneer that's the one that has to be super clean right so the yeah. paper layer doesn't um telegraph that yeah any yeah mm. <clears throat> yeah it's good there stuff. can be some there can be some some small voids in different places on that on the center core um of that material but man it doesn't it doesn't really affect anything it, it it was the it was the right choice for this jig because it was it's it's durable and it's economical um and i can you know i can make it you know keeping the time down which keeps the cost down which right, keeps right. you know keeps everything you know and and it works wonderfully yeah. that, that yeah, material does super clean so how how do people get one of these elfences el tomatoes <laughs> el tomatoes well yeah that's been the other the other stuff is i've um ended up getting a website so uh, yeah about yeah. time <laughs> it's been a while since it's been a while since i had a website the internet's um, been out for a while bro <laughs> <laughs> we've moved on we don't do websites we've anymore moved. that's right yeah. Just, what's a website <laughs> The website, so the website is is chalkstonewoodworking.com. Uh, so, um, for some reason, that URL was available. I think <laughs> Phil was so, trying to be funny. <laughs> right there, Phil was trying to be snarky when he said, "What the website?" I know, I was too, and I was like, "I'm just gonna let him go with it." <laughs> what did I? I don't. I missed what. What the hell? <laughs> no, Phil was being snarky because I was like, "Yeah, websites are gone. We don't do, use those anymore." And Phil says, "Just block the website," and you go, "Oh, the website is Talkstone." <laughs> <laughs> I tell but you, like, hey, that works. Okay, I just, works. I just freaking <laughs> moving on. I just block. I block Phil out. Of he's just, he's just so excited. He has a website. You know, I am. Like, I want to tell you. Hey, hey, he's got his <laughs> snark proof, snark, snark, snark blinders on. <laughs> I just, I just assumed you were genuinely being I was, nice. I was actually <laughs> asking you, uh -huh. and Ramon took it the wrong way. Okay. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I don't care about your website. Why would I ask? <laughs> He's right, not going to so visit. On the website, he already got an elephant. <laughs> yeah, I've got my one. I'm out. Yeah, that's awesome. Glad so, will you be that, selling uh, it for the website? Yeah, it's at it's at the bottom of the website. The website's just a real simple page for right now. Just a, um, but it's a place that you can you can go down to the bottom and you can order it. So you can order it with the clamps or 
or without the clamps um basically so there's two different price two different price points you know so if you already have a pair of those clamps and you don't need another pair then you can order it and the and the fence is and the and the and the fence with shipping and everything is is 59 dollars um and if you want it and if you want it with the clamps um then it's 89 so you get the clamps for you know an additional 30 dollars on the on the jig so so yeah, and that's, that's get... and that's what I'm going to do to begin with, and we'll see how it. So that's a you know, discount on forward. the clamps, though. That is a bargain on the those clamps. Yeah, yeah, I figured nice. that would be a, a good way to a good way to do that. Um, you know, because it's you know it, it's part of a it's it's part of the deal on right. the, on the fence. You know, I'm not sell, I'm not selling those clamps like outright. You'd have to right. you'd have to be buying the buying the jig with it. But are you going right. to have right. like a video or videos? Um, to show the different applications because you could use that on a router table you can put that on on a bandsaw of course table saw and different ways to clamp your pattern we used to use a pattern our pattern had sandpaper on the bottom of the pattern and a little cleat in the back and we would just push it through like that yeah i think we're i'm gonna try to put some videos together that basically like show it show like the different things about it why it's different than some of the other things that um you know you can make in a shop a couple of couple of things that make it um the fact that you can use the four inch mark as your zero so if you want a three eighths inch rebate on a on a board um you can move the fence to four and three eighths and that'll give you a three eighths inch rebate Mm. or or move it to five and a half if you want an inch and a half inch long shoulder around i'd say a tenon mm-hmm. um the fact that it you know it'll go from zero zero on top of the on top of the table saw you know so basically the thing will adjust from right on top of the table saw to a little over three inches so you get like full capacity of the yeah. of the uh, saw blade um and then the fact that you can take that you can take the fence off and you can um use that the back fence is a six inch tall tall fence on yeah. your table saw or raise it up and i think the last time we talked about being able to cut edge banding off of you know shelving uh, or whatever <laughs> yeah flush edge banding like before you veneer you know if you're doing edge banding around something before you veneer it you can flush it up or yeah like you mentioned ramon if you're if you're um putting edge banding on like the front face of a, of a piece of ply yeah, yeah, a, lot, a lot of cool. uh, a lot of versatility mess with that yeah thing. i'm hoping I'm hoping so. It was kind of a kind of trying to, again, like 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 the best designs, trying to like trying to distill things down to like the simplest right. form, mm-hmm. you know, and and not have not have anything that's kind of unnecessary. And then the nice thing about doing, you know, the nice thing about that type of design is that then it's really adaptable to a lot of different things. Yeah, those clamps it, make it like. They really yeah. do, yeah. absolutely. So, love those. Clients. So yeah, I, that's what that's been like my main focus, which hasn't been real um, interesting for Instagram because unless people want to like see like the ins and outs of like figuring out how to box things right. um, <laughs> efficiently and 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 get a website set up and PayPal and and uh, all the different. Yeah, you know, so all, like boy, e- there's there's e-commerce. a lot to that. Yeah, there's a lot to that i knew there i knew there would be but it's a pain in the butt once it's set up it's not too bad but getting it set up um 
is a bit of a is are, are a number of hoops that need to be jumped through. So, oh, and, and you yeah. Yeah. mentioned that uh, it fit uh, the Bismar style fence. It fit my Unifence style fence or my Unifence brand fence, and also it fit on my slider. So, with those clamps, I mean, it's really a versatile application. Yeah, yeah that's <clears throat> that's a, that's a good point, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to get it kind of sent out because it just to see if it did fit like these various fence styles. So it doesn't really matter what fence style you've got. It'll, it'll clamp onto your, onto your fence. Like the shop Fox style. That's kind of a Bismar design, isn't it? Yeah. Shop Fox or, or <clears throat> saw, saw stop or, um, Powermatic or any of those that are, that are the Beesmeyer style, that T fence style. Beesmeyer, yeah. But also, nice. you know, also the fact that it fits like your, like the unit, the old Unisaw fence, that old extruded aluminum fence, right? What do you mean um, old? old. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's so old, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same, those are the same fences, or, or similar fences is like that on, like your, your Minimax. Yeah, soft, Euro sliders. Right? Yeah, where they have that extruded aluminum fence on them. So. That move back and forth, or you can lay them Turn them ninety degrees. Yeah, it kind of made me yeah. hungry when you said Euro slider. <laughs> <laughs> Must be lunchtime. <laughs> I could I could so, use a Euro slider, right? <laughs> so yeah, so I've been I, I've been working on that, and then I got man, I got something that was really cool that I should I'm just going to mention just because I think some other folks might get a use out of this. I've got those, so I've got bird heads in my planer. Like I've got a bird head That's in a planer, and I've got, and I've got a, and I've got a, I've got a bird head in. All right, sorry. The, the helical in a, head. Inappropriacity. It's <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Sicko. Stop. Sorry. So anyway, I've got those helical heads in in my planer and joiner, and I I switched the I I rotated the knives around. And I, you're supposed to be able to torque, you know, they're supposed to be set to a certain torque pound, you know, and you can tighten those by hand. And that's what I did to begin with. But I did end up breaking like maybe one or two as I did that, like over tightening. And then I wasn't sure if I was tightening. And then when I passed the, when I passed material through after I had done everything, the surface wasn't as good as it was before I had rotated those knives when they had come from the factory. Hmm. Um, so I was thinking maybe I'll get one of those, you know, you're supposed to be at like 43 or 45 pounds for, for like a, with a torque wrench. And, um, I, bird has them. You can buy those, those torque wrenches from them. They're, I, but they're crazy expensive. They're like 200 and some bucks for a torque yeah. wrench. And that's not, not conducive. I just use an impact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm kidding. Don't use an well, impact. I, this this company, I think it's Holgram. I'll have to I'll have to do a, a an Instagram post on it. But they sell they sell one specifically for the bird heads, and they're thirty nine dollars. I think shipped. Wow. To you. Yeah, and so, you said Hol Holgram. Hol Holgram, I think, is the name. I'll have to double check that. But I just ordered it off of that site, and I got it in yesterday. And I did I I did all of the. Uh, um, all the little torque screws on my planer. So did um, it take the this little morning? Oh, okay, they are okay. 
Okay. Yeah, it's just a it's just a like a quarter inch ratchet is all it is, and you get the little torques that that comes that that comes with the the heads, or you can you know you can get one aftermarket also. Is it um, adjustable the torque setting? Yeah, but they have it preset to forty five, and you just okay. leave it at that, and um, it works really well. And I, I was I'm, able to. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just assuming that that would be a close foot pounds per for for most machines that I, take something similar would, to that i would think so you know tight close enough, to that yeah tight enough to, that it's down but not so tight that you end up because it's a wedge you know when you tighten those screws down if you tighten them down too far then they they break the carbide um because it's a the wedging action cracks anyway it was i don't know it was just like a seemed like a a really cool tool uh for that application that's you know economical um, if if you like helical heads, I guess that works. If well. you're if you're if you're into helical if heads, into that, right? Yeah. Anyway, no, that's probably, cool. We'll get probably... I'll, I'll be looking for that post. I I want one of those. Yeah, I Holgram. I, I don't know. I, that's the first time I've ever like done anything with that with that company. That I just company? they they, yeah. they had them. And I think I, I think know it was they, free shipping. They're stupid expensive, so that's nice. I had one when I was a lab tech, but that thing was probably like three hundred bucks. Right, you know, mm. it's ridiculous. We used to I change uh, insert cutters a lot when I things. worked. Yeah, there we had a, a Holzer edge bander that utilized a ton of them, and then all the bits at the router table had them, which yeah. there was not that many on that, but still, you're yeah. constantly changing them, rotating them, all and playing the old join us. back then they didn't number them, they didn't put any marks on them, so you had to keep track of them. Um, you know, some people say, yeah, you can put a magic marker on there, but a lot of times this one off. the velocity of the material going past it will erase those magic marker marks. So we just kept track of everything. And every time we rotated them, we would rotate them clockwise. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, so, it, so when you do yours, Ben, so what mm -hmm. I found out when I was the lab tech and I had to do a lot of, you know, we had one, two, three, I don't know, six planers or whatever, big old 20 two inch 20 inch but helical heads so a crap load of freaking cutters and we didn't have to do that often but you know it's a it's a school they abuse the heck out of these machines they'll be putting <laughs> two by fours with staples and government's concrete <laughs> oh yeah and yellow pine yellow pine kills it mm. and so the first time i did it i had huge issues because i i just took them loose you know spun it put it back and and went you know i had a torque wrench and stuff but I guess so much pitch and crap got just gets underneath up. it. It gets underneath uh, yeah. it. I couldn't they believe it. Clean. So I, I remember call, speaking to you know someone at Paramatic or whatever the tech, and and it said it said it in the manual. It's like you take them off, you take mm -hmm. them all out, you clean them all, you clean each freaking hole, and then you put them back. Holy cow! It took so much time. Yeah. <laughs> but. You know that that setting it it made a huge difference because when I just put them back, you could tell, like you were saying, they weren't as good as when you first had the machine from the manufacturer. Man, you could see each knife mark. And so when I cleaned it all and then put them back, it it was the you know like it was when it was new. Yeah. If, and I, if you think about one of those insert cutters, and it it's going to depend on the application, but on the edge bander. So 
you, they're square. And so you're using one edge of that insert, but two corners are getting worn, right? So when you rotate it, you really are only introducing one brand new corner. Does that make sense? Yeah, but with those, because they're a radius, I mean, realistically, yeah. you're you're hoping that that each of the corners that with the overlap that the corners right. aren't you know aren't really coming yeah. coming into play. Right. right, and that's why I said it depends on the application. But on the sure. edge bender, yeah, you'd rotate them, and they wouldn't be they wouldn't work they weren't quite as clean cutting as um, or on the router table. I mean, they weren't quite as clean cutting as they were when they was a brand new cutter. When they were brand new. Uh, yeah, uh, unless you unless you rotated at one eighty, which you know you didn't want to do that. But well, I just ended up going back to my to the head and just hit each each torque screw. I didn't loosen them or anything. Right. I just hit each one, and there were some of them that. I, I was giving it like maybe a an eighth of a turn or m maybe as much as a quarter of a turn before it clicked out. You know, most yeah. of them were like click, 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 you know, they clicked out, but mm -hmm. there were some of them that were, that were not as tight as, as they should have been. And then after I, after I got done with that, I ran everything through and it seems like it's a little bit, it seems like it's better. Um, uh, I mean, the surface was still good from, when I did rotate it, but it didn't seem like it was as good as it was when I got it from the factory. That's just your memory. It, and that's, that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, but I wonder just, just that, why. That's, well, I mean, you're talking, you know, thousands, Shoot, you know, 10,000, yeah. you know, a couple thousands. Well, not even a couple, it wouldn't be a couple thousands, it'd be less than that. No. But just like the difference in the, in the tightness of how, how yeah. tight, tightly it's held down i don't know i just it it seems like it it seems like it's better and maybe that's just because well, you know it doesn't make it seems like it has to seat it's a seat so it's not a tension well if tightness. you're not cleaning it though if you're not taking but if it it's off, not cleaning it yeah you know, it but down, i did i did you know? clean you know i i put all those in that ultrasonic cleaner oh they you were, did they, oh, were, okay. they were all those are way dang. clean <laughs> that, that worked really well that that because realistically you don't have to do much to the to the head, the seat, right? Where, where because the um, where the cutter sits, it's like protecting that area. What ends up happening is you end up getting pitch around around the bevel on the cutter. So oh, when you so the, when you the inserts need clean. Yeah. So the, if you you if, put you put the inserts in that ultrasonic. I put the inserts. I just I would take a row off and I would put nice those into that. I got that little ultrasonic cleaner that works wonderfully, and it would clean those. You know. Yeah, but it dulls the edges. It, it, it doesn't. It dull says the don't edges. do that. It doesn't dull the edges. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Shut up. <laughs> the vibrator, it vibrates them around and, they, and it chips the all the edges, doesn't it? The old <laughs> You have to put one in at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, That's something else I need. You know, I was, I was, cleaner. yeah, I was doing them in, in small batches so they weren't like, like buzzing right. against each other but and, um yeah that little ultrasonic cleaner man it works good for like um router bits and and shaper cutters and i got it because i had you know b before when i was doing the window work I, I was it was always white pine so you would just things would get so covered in pitch um uh, and it they the things weren't dull they were they were just dirty from from right. being covered in pitch and and that ultrasonic cleaner worked great to like clean up router bits 
that I was using to like cut um, rebates and, and that type of thing, you know, instead of, instead of spending the time standing there and scrubbing it, um, I could just put it into that ultrasonic cleaner. It would take care of it. Um, So I wonder if you put your kids inside of one too. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it works that well. Filthy. Yeah. (laughs) We'll probably clog it up or something. (laughs) Need to get a bigger one. The only thing I I wish, I wish I, well, it's economically, it's not within reason, but man, it'd be awesome to have a, a cleaner like that, that you could put a table saw blade in. Oh yeah. Just be really nice. Cause most of the time, most of the time, they, or at least for me, table saw blades, they're not dull. They're just, they're just covered in pitch, you know, a quarter you a, inch, uh quarter inch in the of lacquer thinner in the bottom of a five gallon bucket, put that in there, walk away, come yeah. back, take it's, care of it. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. Some people use simple greens. I'm, I mean, I'm black, lacquer thinner. I made you just got to be careful. And then you can yeah. clean your hands with it. Works That's good. afterwards. Yep. You know? Be nice disinfectant. That's <laughs> <laughs> Corona. COVID, COVID yeah. proof. That's right. Well, the nice thing about the lacquer thinner is it doesn't rust it if you forget it in your bucket. Oh That's yeah, jeez. Right. I've had That's I've right. had that happen to me. So anyway, all cool. right. Now, well, we are getting. Well, we are at the end of time. So, all right. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, one more thing. Okay. What, what, what solution do you use in the ultrasonic cleaner? I used, uh, I used simple green this time. Oh, okay. Simple green. Uh, okay. Just yeah. simple green and some, um, distilled water is what I ended up using before there was the, the cleaner that, that I got with the stuff. Um, but I kind of saved that for if I'm going to throw a carburetor in it because it works fantastic on a carburetor <laughs> that's uh, what you know like on a, off of a small engine like a okay. snow blower or a lawnmower um, a two stroke table saw two stroke table saw oh, <laughs> <stroke table> <laughs> <laughs> man ramon you were gonna Instead ask of 16 to question. 1 or 50, 50 to 1 blend on that two stroke table saw sorry ramon oh yeah <laughs> you were I'm gonna here. ask us a question what happened um i answered it while i was talking <laughs> you answered your own questions. That's how Ramon is. Just... <laughs> uh, it's it funny. Didn't, it didn't apply when I got going. So. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> I was all excited. I'm like, well, that's a dumb question. I'm going to ask that. <laughs> I figured it out. So. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Cool. All right. All right. We well, help. Ramon, you want to you get us out? Yeah, you bet. Thank you all once again for tuning into this episode of Woodworkers Podcast. We always appreciate it. Like always, if you have any questions, comments about this show or previous shows, suggestions for topics on future shows, feel free to drop us a DM or actually an email would be better. And that would be at info at woodworkerspodcast.com. Also, we'd appreciate it if you could head over to iTunes and give us a rating. That would certainly help. A good Our rating. Ranking. Good, good rating. A good rating. Five stars or above. <laughs> or above. <laughs> and so on behalf of Ben and Phil, I'm Ramon, and we'll catch you right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, guys. See you next Thank time. you. Right yeah. on. Catch you guys later. Peace out. Stay safe. Ciao.